Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for our final video here on race Saturday. We've already done the coverage of the F2 and the F3. If you haven't watched that, go check it out. It has a wonderful F2, F3 uh, today. But it's now time for Formula 1. And you know what? I enjoyed this one. The first race of the year. A very, very, very dominant display from Max Verstappen, but overall I thought very interesting race. Lovely to see how like the rest of the teams are stacking up, and I think that we have an interesting season ahead of us. Not in terms of who's going to win the races, I think that's pretty much as, as set as it was last year, but everyone else, there's a lot of room to grow in these teams and lots of stories to develop. The seeds being planted very much here in the first race of the year. So, Let's get into it. We have Max Stappen on pole with Charles Leclerc uh, alongside him. Everyone starting on the softs. Now, I can't remember the last time we had a race where everyone started on the same tyre. I don't think we had it all of last year. Um, maybe it was the year before, but I think it's been a quite a considerably long time. I don't know if anyone can gain the stats to that. I imagine that's a very hard one to find out. But yeah, everyone on the softs. And when we're looking at the grid just before lights go out, you've got Max, who is angled towards Charles. You've got Charles, who's angled towards uh, Max. Both very aggressive in their grid box positioning to kick off this race. But as the lights do go out, Max Verstappen does get the lead and goes off uh, from there. Stroll gets hit by Hulkenberg and spins. There was no penalty for this. It was a racing incident. At first, I thought that Hulkenberg should have really got a penalty. But looking at it again, I do think it was a racing incident. But both of them go to the back of the grid. Stroll actually had a very good start. And you know what? There's been a lot of Stroll slander on this channel over the year, over the last year. But, you know, as much as I will look down upon someone when they do a bad job, you must also praise them when they did a good job. This was a fantastic race from Lance Stroll. The start he had was really good. Then he goes all the way to the back for an incident that I would not say was his fault. And he recovered fantastically. More on Stroll as we go throughout the race. Hulkenberg does have damage. Has to pit for a new front wing as well as hard tyres. Further up the grid, we've got some overtakes going on. Uh, Lando Norris gets past Alonso for P6. And George Russell gets past Charles Leclerc for P2. Charles Leclerc uh, locking up a lot throughout the uh, first half of the race. They seem to sort it as they went into the later stages of the race. But at the start, he is locking up all over the place. And he just seems to have no trust in his brakes whatsoever. We were right on board with him at one point where he's braking super early and going through turn 10 really slow because he just doesn't know where that point is when the car's going to lock up on him. Um, he's under attack from Perez as well. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the very first snitch watch of the year as Charles Leclerc snitches on George Russell for track limits. I think it might have been the only snitch watch of the race, but there you go. Snitch watch is back, everyone. Back in a big way. Uh, Perez is able to get past Leclerc for P3 on lap 7 because Leclerc locked up again. Hamilton passes Alonso for P8 on lap 10. And this is when we start to see some people coming into the pits, which I still feel was very early. Joe and Stroll both pitting for the Hans on lap 10. I do feel that did come back to haunt both of them a little bit towards the end. Now, this is when something happens to Logan Sargent. At first, I thought his engine had exploded because he was at the end of uh, the second long straight and there was a big gust of smoke behind him and he was just stationary. So I thought, oh, his engine's gone, which sucked because I have him on my fantasy team. But it turns out that he just had a massive lockup and I'm not sure if it was his fault 
or not. I don't really know what happened there. It seems like Williams have got a huge issue with this new steering wheel, where Albon was struggling with it, and it seems like it might have been messing with uh, Sargent's brake balance at this point. Have to wait and see um, what comes of that, see if he says it was his fault or not. But from here, he's not out of the race, but he might have well have been out of the race, because he is miles behind everyone else. Now, Sainz, Carl Sainz on lap 11. Wow. Um... Ferrari obviously have got rid of him over the winter break, so he's come into this season and he has put his flag down immediately because he's just made the most aggressive overtake on Charles Leclerc that we possibly saw for the entire race on P4. He's more aggressive with his own teammates than he was with anyone else. He's basically just going, okay, Ferrari, you don't want me. I'm not going to play the team game. I'm going to be as aggressive as I possibly can. This is me showing the rest of the grid that I am available and I'm very, very good, actually. So, yes, yeah, science fantastic job from him today. Uh, Ocon pits on lap 11, followed in by Russell on lap 12, Leclerc lap 12. Um, Bossas has a broken front wing, but it doesn't seem to be bothering that much. Perez is uh, pitting lap 13. Piastri lap 13. Hamilton lap 13. Gasly lap 13. Bossas pits. Norris pits. Ricardo pits and um, yeah, sorry, that's the all the first pit stops between lap eleven and fourteen. Or moving on to the hards. See, there wasn't much of a mixed strategy really in this race. Everyone basically did at least a two stop, and most people went soft, hard, hard. Some people went soft, hard, soft, and that was about it. Then I think there was the likes of Hulkenberg, Stroll, and maybe Joe who did a free stop. It didn't really work for him, but no one kind of testing the waters on a two, as far as I'm aware, unless Albon did. Albon normally does. Uh, back on track, though, Perez passes Russell for P6 on the track, which would become P2. This was the battle of P2 on lap 14. A few more pit stops for Sainz, Yuki Alonso, and Albon. Then we get Leclerc versus Sainz P2. It starts on lap 16, and on lap 17, Carlos delivers another massively aggressive, almighty dive bomb on the clear fantastic stuff from car science a real fire has been lit underneath him we're seeing you know last year he had those races where he looked incredible i'm thinking like the dutch grand prix the italian grand prix um the uh, singapore grand prix of course where he looked fantastic and that fire uh, lit underneath him by him not having a seat next year has really brought out the best of him here it's fantastic to see uh, Verstappen pits for the first time on lap 18 he was the last of the people to pit Science is then up past Russell for P3 on lap 18 Russell reporting an engine issue apparently a bit of oil came out of his uh, engine as well Hamilton was also support, uh, um, reporting a battery issue at the start of the race but it seemed like as they went on that also got fixed. It may have been uh, an overheating issue when they were running in traffic. When they got a bit of free air, it seems to improve from there. So it's not great for Mercedes that they can't really run in traffic without their engines suffering. But um, McLaren apparently were not suffering the same um, incidents when they spoke to Zach Brown. Apparently that was not an issue for them. So it might be an issue with the Mercedes car rather than the engines directly. Uh, Hulkenberg pits on lap 21 for the hards, which is incredibly early, and I think because they pitted this so early, he had to pit again. It seems like maybe the Haas tyre issues... The Haas are so confusing, right? Because Haas come out and say, we're going to be the worst, we're going to be at the back of the grid, we suck. And then they came out, qualified very well, 
Kevin Magnussen had a fantastic race. Hulkenberg had the incident with Stroll, which I think hindered him. But overall, this was a very good weekend for Haas. So I don't really know what's going on with Hulkenberg here. I think because of the incident on turn one, they had to completely rip up the strategy and just go for whatever they could. But yeah, lap 21, to pick from hards to hards, was very early for Hulk. So maybe that was a bit of tyre degradation there. Uh, Hamilton reports his seat is broken on lap 25. Now we don't hear anything about this ever again. Stroll pits lap 28 for the hards, maybe looking for an undercut. He's followed in by Joe and Sargent, as well as Bottas and Ocon. Now Bottas has an incredibly slow stop, so they change the tyres, then the wheel nut on the left front uh, new tyre is not connecting, it's not going on right. It turns out that Bottas ends up having a 52 second pit stop, and despite being in the pits for 52 seconds, he is still ahead of Logan Sargent. That's how far back Logan Sargent was in this race. Really not good for him. Uh, Magnussen pits as well, as does Russell. Uh, Stroll's able to get past Joe for P13 on lap 34. A few more pit stops for Norris, Hamilton, Leclerc, Piastri and Yuki. Russell gets past Alonso on track for P6. And then there's this uh, great little moment between Piastri and Hamilton. Piastri's coming out of the pits. Hamilton's um, on his outlap. They come out pretty much neck and neck. But Lewis has got the much warmer tyres and has a much better traction. Piastri slides a little bit, just letting him go right through. We see on a replay, though, that Piastri had a bit of a slow stop as well. If he hadn't had that, they probably would have kept that position uh, from Hamilton for a little bit longer. Uh, Sites uh, pits on lap 36 for the hards. Leclerc passes Alonso for P5 on lap 36. Alonso was just left out and left out and left out by Aston. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, Ricardo pits for uh, softs on lap 36. Perez pits for softs on lap 37. Norris gets past Alonso for P6. We have Albon who pits for hard on lap 31. And Max who pits for softs on lap 38. Piastri then passes Alonso for lap 40. On, uh, and that was for P8. At this point, Alonso is just left out there to die, just being overtaken by everyone. No real pace. And uh, Stroll is behind him by about 14 seconds. There's still quite a big gap, but Stroll had pitted one more time than Alonso had. Uh, but um, there's a real case here that Stroll is going a hell of a lot faster than Alonso and probably would have caught him and passed him by the end of the race. So they bring Alonso in on lap 42 for the hard. Now, this Aston strategy to me makes no sense whatsoever. Why would you leave Alonso out that long? They didn't have any new softs. So why are you leaving him on the hard that long? Why not call him in earlier and have the benefit of two good sets of hards? It kind of screams to me that they were trying to make a one-stop work then realized it couldn't and didn't have any softs to fall back on so it wasn't great strategy from the Aston team here today uh, Sergeant and Hulkenberg also pit for the softs Alonso gets up past Joe into P10 uh, Russell has a big lockup goes wide lets the clear go through for P4 uh, and then Alonso is passing Stroll for P9 on lap 48. Very much seems like a team orders, but also Alonso was going quite considerably faster than Stroll. But as I said, Stroll, you know, 19th on lap 1, has fought back to be in the points multiple times. Each time that both Astons had pitted, Stroll was ahead of Alonso, both times. And here we are on lap 48, and Stroll is, was in P9. Now we cut to the Racing Bills, which is an interesting one here. 
we have uh, Yuki in 12th, I think it was. Um, no, Yuki in 13th. Uh, Ricardo in 14th. Uh, Magnussen and Joe in front in 12th and 11th. So they're not fighting for points in any way. But uh, Ricardo's on the softs, Yuki on the hards. So they're all very close together. They give the orders for the teams to drivers to swap positions so Ricardo can have a go at Magnussen. Uh, Yuki initially does not listen to the um, orders, gets it done eventually, but is very, very, very unhappy about it. And then Ricardo on the softs with DRS still cannot get past Magnussen on the hards in a Haas. So the Haas having a very good race, I thought, especially Magnussen. We've seen him do this before, though, a bit, where a much faster car is behind him, and he just manages to keep them behind for lap after lap after lap. So great stuff from Magnussen. But even at the end, you know, Ricardo and Yuki, Ricardo couldn't get past Magnussen. I thought they might swap him back, but they didn't. But at the end of the day... It was 13th and 14th, so it's not like there was points on the line, but there's an initial crack here. Yuki very much on the radio, very unhappy, so we'll see how this develops throughout the season. But, you know, an initial storyline there to follow with the guys in the racing bills. So then, let's cross the line here. Max Verstappen wins the race, Grand Slam, pole position, race win, fastest lap, led every lap. Perfection yet again from Max Verstappen. This is his eighth win in a row. Now, some people say that consecutive wins don't count across seasons, but if that is your opinion, I'm here to break your heart because they do. Uh, so this is his eighth win in a row. Only two people in the history of Formula 1 have ever had more than eight wins in a row. One of them is Sebastian Vettel with nine wins in a row. The other is Max Verstappen with ten wins in a row, which he did last year. In fact, uh, that poster right there behind me is to celebrate his ten wins in a row. So Max is two race wins in a row away from his own record, which is quite daunting. This is also his 55th win in the history of Formula 1. Uh, so I did some maths here. So we had the whole thing last year of can Red Bull win every race this year? And they didn't. They missed out by one. And now it seems like with this dominant victory, that may become a bit of a story again. Can Red Bull win every race this year? Can Max Verstappen win every race this year? So I've done some maths. If Max Verstappen won every race this year, he would end the season with 78 wins in his career, which would put him just 13 wins behind Michael Schumacher's 91 and 26 wins between Lewis Hamilton's 103. So we are... If Max can win every race this year, he is gaining and gaining and gaining very quickly in that all-time wins record. You know, that Michael Schumacher 91 stood for years as the best one. Lewis Hamilton, of course, has it now. We are very much like... If we expect Red Bull to dominate this year and dominate next year, if Max dominates those two years as he has last year... We go into 2026 with these new regulations with Max Verstappen very much on the precipice of taking the all-time record for Formula 1 wins, which is 
insane to even fathom that we can have seasons like this where someone wins every single race but this is the position that we're in with Max Verstappen as the most perfect driver we've ever seen in the most perfect car we've ever seen uh, in P2 was Sergio Perez bringing home a Red Bull 1-2 which won me £5 from my housemate very good don't bet against a Red Bull uh, this is his first second place though since the Italian Grand Prix so it's yeah it's a big one really because you know Max I've said those eight wins in a row the italian grand prix was 10 wins ago so sorry 10 races ago not 10 wins ago nine wins ago that's ridiculous to say 10 wins ago so it's been a bit of time for perez but p2 for him science in p3 great fight from him really just showing what he's all about this year you know he's not here to play the ferrari games anymore They've dropped him. What are they going to do? Fire him? I don't think so. He's basically... This is his year to show everyone why he needs to be in their car next year. Leclerc brings it home in P4. Russell in P5. Uh, Norris P6. Hamilton P7. Uh, it got quite close towards the end. Hamilton was going quite a bit faster than Norris, but he ran out of laps. We were very close to the top 10 being Red Bull, Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes, McLaren, McLaren, Aston, Aston. But thankfully, uh, Norris and Hamilton made sure that didn't happen. Uh, Piastri brought it home in 8th. Alonso was ninth. Then we have three drivers in a row who had very good underrated drives. Uh, Stroll in P10, as I said, fantastic drive for him. You know, back of the grid on lap one, fought all the way through multiple times. Really good for him. For hit for me, I think Stroll was my driver of the day, apart from maybe Max Verstappen. Uh, in eleventh was Joe in the Stake F1 team kick Sauber. Another very underrated drive, considering. He started, what, 17th, something like that. He fought through to get 11th. And then Magnussen in 12th in the Haas. I mean, that's Haas's best result in ages. And, you know, fighting against those racing bills towards the end. Great for him. Ricardo 13th. Yuki 14th. Albon probably a bit disappointed with 15th. Uh, Hulkenberg 16th. be interesting to see what he could have done without that lap one incident, because I think he had similar pace to Magnussen. Ocon and Gasly, uh, uh, not not as bad for Alpine as it was yesterday, but still very much bad. Of, the, of all the drivers who didn't have major incidents, they were both last. Uh, Bottas was 19th after his 52-second pit stop, and Logan Sargent 20th after his little incident at the end of uh, the second straight. So overall, I f you know what? It wasn't the most dramatic, exciting race of all time, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. I thought it was a fun one. There was quite a lot going on. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was boring in any way. Uh, but yeah, a good one. Good to have F1 back, and that was very fun. The driver ratings will be out tomorrow. I'll give each driver a score between 1 and 10, so look out for that. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know, like and subscribe. But there you go. There is my reaction to the Bahrain Grand Prix. Let me know what you thought in the comments down below. And until next time, have a good one. I'll see you then. Goodbye.